love truth, even when it hurts. Oh, so much. Hey, Wendy. Hey, Tina. How you doing today? I am great. And you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. Yeah. Ready for summer? Ready for summer. Ready for May to be over. Yes. We're almost there. Almost through May. Almost through May. Summer has glorious things ahead. Yes. I think I told you I'm going to be a grandma in July. You did. I'm so Mm -hmm. excited for you. Yep. And my youngest is graduate. We've got lots of milestones Mm -hmm. happening Mm -hmm. this summer. Yes. May May is often a big time for graduations, sometimes weddings. Yeah. Ending of school. So, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Parents are just... As excited about that as the children, yes. usually. Yes. And the teachers yeah. are super excited. I know my daughter's a teacher and she's like, mom, do you think the kids can tell when you're done? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but they're done too. So it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's even Steven, you know, That's it's right. like, it's okay. You're both done. I remember, well, this week is really when it really started warming up and just coming mm-hmm. home and I'm like, I just feel so happy. Yes. <laughs> It's warm. You just want to go outside and enjoy. I have had a run-in with a couple insects, though, Uh-oh. which is like the sobering reminder. Yes, that they come with it. They do. What What were these insects? What particular? Well, we have we get stink bugs oh. pretty bad, but we also had a giant beetle. Mm. Um, so that's not cool. Uh, I'm also very much a nerd, and um, I have bird feeders. Oh, so nice. So I, mm-hmm. I have a pileated woodpecker that comes and an oriole, so that's been fun. Yeah. Um, but I'm on the eye out for my snake. Oh. He lives under our shed. Oh. He's like a five-foot, like, black snake. Ew. Yeah. We have an understanding. I'm like, look, you can stay because I don't have mice. <laughs> I don't ever want to see you. <laughs> nice. And he's following the rules. He's... Uh, well, so far, so him far, and I so have good. had very rare run-ins, but it's good. It it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it might be this summer. This might be the summer it for the could snake. Very well be. Mm. But that's a whole nother yep. story. Yep. Dun, 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 yep. Which was a lead-in to yes. what we're going to talk about. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So today we are going to talk about why we should share our stories. Yeah. Why is that important? Why is it important? That's, yes, so good. So much scripture tells us to do it. Yes. Um, And there's so many other reasons why we need to on tough topics. Yes. Because tough topics, you find so many people don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we need that. Yes, we need more of the reality. Uh, ironically enough, the reality TV that's on all the time are people (laughs) living in front of the camera but I feel like the reality tv is staged so that's not even the real there is no real there is no real yeah yeah well you know it's so funny when we were talking about this it didn't occur to me we literally I just did a devotional here uh at life church um I'm on Deuteronomy where the Lord says you know tell you're supposed to tell the law right like when you um, sit down, when you stand up, when you're coming, when you're going, when you mm-hmm. lay down, tell it to your children and your children's children. Yes. And also telling of what God has done. Yes. Like it's a command to tell the stories of what God mm-hmm. has done, his redeeming work mm-hmm. in your lives and the lives of the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is when, when you're struggling, you need something to hang on to. You need yes. It helps your faith to remember. Yes. 
right? And yes. people have gone through things I haven't gone through. And I need, I think we need to hear their stories just because it can give hope and encouragement, but also help those of us who haven't been in that position to have compassion and empathy yes. for people who are going through those things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think that um, sometimes we think that sharing our stories, like you were talking about, is optional. <laughs> right? But actually, I would say it more falls into the commandment category, right? It sure does. It, it really does. And so when you're ever wondering, should I share this? And I think that we need to put a little caveat on this. Obviously, we know there are things that are sensitive and people can make choices about who they share them with and do that with trustworthy people. Mm -hmm. But I think there are definitely God-ordained moments that we've all had where the Lord has brought people across our path that are struggling or are at the front end of a journey that we've already taken or we have some insight, or again, we've already made that mistake, um, right. where we have an open door to, yeah, encourage and support and care for them well by sharing about what we experienced and maybe what's helped us and right. how we navigated it. Right. I would say there's a couple tough topics, especially that I find people um, don't talk about, um, you know, like you said, like there is some wisdom and discernment to be sure. exercised, right? Like yeah. if you have kids at home still that are young and you know, you don't, they're not quite ready to handle mm -hmm. certain things and you don't, you know, you don't really want that out there yet or whatever. Right. I mean, you, of course there's wisdom and discernment and who you share it to and how you share it and when all of that. Mm -hmm. But ultimately I don't, I don't know if I see, I, I guess I see some of that, but I think a lot of times I see people just not sharing at all because of mm. the shame. Yeah. And I'm like, that's robbing. It's robbing so many people. It's robbing God of the redemption that he has ready for you. Mm -hmm. It's robbing you of the release of guilt and condemnation mm -hmm. by letting him redeem it. Right. And it's robbing us of, you know, just a different understanding of how God moves in a life. Yeah. Through yeah. hard things. Yeah. I often would tell people uh, in counseling when we would talk about their story and, you know, encourage them, it's not if, it's when mm -hmm. you're going to tell your story. So just start preparing your heart and let God lead you in those moments where you don't have to decide maybe when it's going to be, but you are open to it. Your yeah. heart is open to it. And I think that's the posture that we're talking about is just, again, not that you're telling everyone all the time, 24 seven, all about your life. That could be considered oversharing <laughs> or a little <laughs> too much for everybody, but you seeing our story as this amazing opportunity and tool that God can use for his glory and that we can use for our own healing and for other people's healings and, and looking at it, repurposing that maybe in a way or seeing it yeah. in a different way. I love the word tool because, you know, I think about, you know, like my husband's tool bench in the garage and it's like, you don't grab a hammer and just start flinging it around oh, all no. the time. That would be bad. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just me mm. yeah but you don't you just have these like you're not trying to hammer everything right it's it's that discernment of is this story purposeful intentional mm -hmm. um is it a purposeful and intentional time to tell it 
for the benefit of someone yes. else for God's glory. Yes. Like, cause I think that's a good caveat. Like you don't just go telling everyone mm-hmm. and there's, um, you know, I, there's just some, like there's a balance between telling and listening. Yes. <laughs> Can I just say that? Yes. Amen. Sometimes you're a little held captive to someone's <laughs> story. <laughs> it's like, we care, but you know, there's just a balance and relationship of sharing and listening, mm-hmm. um, making that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are some, some of the hard topics I see people hide from are things like, um, you know, marriage issues. There, there's shame mm-hmm. when there's a marriage issue, especially in the church, because mm-hmm. everyone thinks they should have this great godly marriage. Right. Um, I think I see that happen in regards to some topics that we're seeing float around out there right now, like abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, infidelity, yep. uh, drug addictions and, mm-hmm. and uses of drugs, mm-hmm. even stories where I think the person isn't at fault per se, like they aren't the perpetrator, but they have mm-hmm. been a victim. Yes. But if they have convinced themselves that they should have shame mm-hmm. and don't share those stories either. Mm-hmm. And so if you're on the other side of that, Wendy, like, mm-hmm. can you tell, like, what is the benefit to you? to hear my story. Like if, if I have a situation that you're going through, how does it benefit you to hear Mm -hmm. mine? I think the first piece is that, you know, you're not alone. Mm. Um, I think Satan, one of his greatest weapons against us is isolation. Yeah. And he wants us to not tell anybody. So we're alone with our thoughts. And I don't know about you, but sometimes my thoughts are not the best. It's a scary place. Scary, dark place in there. <laughs> and left to my own devices without the light coming in and light being I share it with someone, then they can give me encouragement and feedback and hope yeah. or diving into scripture or prayer when I don't let light in. And again, sometimes I even try to fool myself to go, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk to God about this. Yeah, funny. He knows anyway. That's really <laughs> funny. Um, but I don't want to bring it to him actively. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hiding it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm keeping myself isolated with it. Um, you know, so yeah, just being able to um, hear someone's story or share my story, I think provides that opportunity for people to connect in a way and not feel like they're the only ones who have ever yeah. felt like that or experienced it. And it just releases this ability um, to heal in a way that you can't if you're trying to do that work on your own. Yeah. And so, and yeah. I wonder too, well, I don't know if I, I think I've experienced this, like it can even open a door to self-compassion Yeah, because if I hear you tell a story mm-hmm. and I can have compassion for you, yep. um, regardless of what the story is, like very few people are like, well, it's your own fault. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, there are some out there. I, there are some, I know a couple, I, but yeah, <laughs> but for the most part, yeah. people, when they hear a sensitive story from someone are compassionate, like, yes. wow, like, thank you for sharing. Like mm-hmm. they see the, the vulnerability yep. that was there. Yeah. And I think another benefit could be if, if you can bring that insight to the table, mm-hmm. well, I'm able to offer her compassion so why am I not offering right. myself the same? Right, right. Because, you know, let's be honest, shame stops us so, I, I okay, I want to talk about the word shame for a second. Can yeah. I, can I kind of go, go off on a go thing? Go there. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's, 
a place where shame serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a place where shame is detrimental mm-hmm. and you might disagree with me, mm-hmm. but we'll see. So mm-hmm. the purpose I see some shame has mm-hmm. is when it comes to my sin mm-hmm. and I have feelings of shame, the purpose of that is to bring me to repentance mm-hmm that I would put it before God. I see my imperfection. I am able to see I am not holy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not God. Mm-hmm. And and that feeling of shame is a reminder. It's an indicator. Mm. Tina, you're off. This is not me. This is not who I am. This is not my plan for you. Mm-hmm. You need to repent. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is a, a redeeming purpose in that kind of shame. Mm-hmm. But I think shame that the enemy uses is a continual batting, batting ram, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the mind and to the heart that mm-hmm. it's your fault. It's your fault. You're unworthy. You're undeserving. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. And, mm-hmm. um, you can't be saved. You can't be redeemed from this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a level of shame mm-hmm. that the enemy uses to stifle the gospel, mm-hmm. to stifle the redemption of stories for the use of the kingdom of God. Right. Because I think in general, what what I've heard a lot of is the word shame has become like a cuss word. Mm. And I'm like, well, I don't completely agree. I feel like there's, there's a redemptive kind of shame that brings us to the feet of the cross. But then there is, there is mm. this damaging shame that... Right prevents us from growing. So I don't know. Right. Do you agree with that? Like I, I have a little bit of a different take on it. Yeah. Another S word. <laughs> uh, oh, we, um, uh-oh. I have, we it. have a button for the we S do word. We have a button. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Um, so kind of the, the way that I would describe it is, um, as far as the feeling, I guess, associated with shame is I do believe that shame comes from Satan primarily because I think it attacks your identity. Mm -hmm. Like you're not worthy. Like it talks about you as a worthy person and your identity is Mm -hmm. where shame can get to the core. It's not about your behavior. It's actually about you. Like I am not a a great person. I agree with you on that. And so the other S word I typically use that I would say is not a tool of Satan, but of God is sorrow is when I am, I can't con- beep that. That's when a good I, sorry. One. When I, I was already, there you excited. go. It's when funny. I'm, when I'm convicted, I feel a deep sorrow because I have done something or I'm thinking something that is separating me from God. And so that is a convicting feeling. So shame mm-hmm. to me, I associate more of a, of a tool of Satan and that he's, he's attacking my identity which he can't do that because my identity was given to me by God. Right. <laughs> no one can take away my identity. I am his child, period. No one has a say in that. And Satan tries to play games that make you act like he can affect your identity or your worth. Like he has anything to do with that at right. all. But I think shame is a major tool. Is And because shame usually is associated with isolation, the feelings of shame and not wanting to talk about it, that's where Satan can really get a foothold of it's just you. You're not worth anything. You know, you're just worthless and all that. The camp I fall in is when I have fallen short is, is that deep sorrow and that separation from God and that conviction of going, I'm still worthy and I'm still a daughter of the King and mm-hmm. that does not change. Mm-hmm. But boy, I made a poor choice. <laughs> yeah, And I feel the consequences of feeling that separation from God and living outside of his design. And so that's how I'd kind of describe it. That's, that's good. I wonder too, if 
you know, I don't want to split hairs on semantics mm-hmm. and yeah. all of that, but yeah. I do think, you know, is it different for a believer versus a non-believer? Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe a non-believer has to experience some shame mm-hmm. to recognize that they need a savior. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a believer will feel sorrow. I know I'm separated from God. Right. Um, someone who's not a believer probably won't have that right. insight. And so I think shame mm-hmm. is the tool that is going to like, wow, like get their attention. This is not good. Yeah. It was good. Anyway, I didn't mean to detract no, off no, of no. that, but That's that, fine. that word shame has just really kind of been a buzzword in a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. um, Ted talks and yes. <laughs> podcasts, all of the things. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So sharing our story helps because we have compassion on people, compassion on ourselves. Um, and we're not isolated. So we're, yeah, not getting caught up in that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So if I'm like at home right now and I'm listening to the podcast, I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm breaking out. <laughs> I'm going to share my story. Like get me on shooting straight so I can share the world with, you know, share it with those five people who listen. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, um, you know, who do you go to first? Like where do you, if, cause this is a big, like I'm being vulnerable. I'm going to have to trust some people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, where do I start to use my story mm-hmm. for the good? Because the first step may not be to become a youth sponsor and share it in front of the entire youth group. Fair. Like that may not be step one. That may not be step one. Probably not. Probably not. But we could, I could understand like if you've been like sitting on it and you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's it. I'm going to use it. Like I understand like it might be, okay, Mm -hmm. that's it. I'm going to tell the whole church. I'm going to tell my Bible study. I'm going to become a youth spot. And they're all going to learn from my addiction story or from my Mm -hmm. abortion story or whatever. Mm -hmm. So step one. Step one, pray. Oh. Step one. Tell God your story first. Yes. Mm. Practice with God. Start with him. Yeah. He knows, but he wants to hear you talk about it. Hmm. And he wants you to invite him in. With his redemptive flavor. Like, yes, yes, that's good. So start, start with him. Do some practicing with him. Does that even go? I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes words that come to me, I'm like, I don't think that Mm. matches. That's okay. At all. We know what you meant. That's all right. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. So yeah, starting with prayer and, and practicing with God, your story and letting him shape your words and your thoughts. And I think that's super important. And I think second is then asking for his guidance on who and when and where to do that. So you're not doing it out of your own motives. Like you get all fired up because you heard, you know, Tina and Wendy talking about story. It's like, okay, like you said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go do that. But God is much bigger at and better than us at determining when would be best to do that because he knows you because he created you and he's been with you during your story. And so allowing him to lead you in what that first opportunity might look like, who that might be with, when, how, the way you, the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think once you start doing that, you're going to find that you even if you feel like you've worked through it, right? Like I'm functioning, mm-hmm. I'm good. Like I've forgiven myself. I've for, you know, mm-hmm. forgiven all parties included. Um, I think you'll find a different kind of freedom. Yeah. There's a new freedom that you haven't yet experienced mm-hmm. when, even if you've, you know, done all the forgiveness and you've put it before God, like there's some freedom in that. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a new level of freedom because you have officially, um, 
cause the enemy to unhand you. Yes. Like he no longer has authority over that story. Right. Right. And that is free. Like that's freedom. So you literally have shifted all this energy Mm -hmm. you've been using to keep it secret. Yes. Uh, Because you're going to spend the energy either way, right? Right. You're going to spend the energy either keeping it down the down low and protecting it like with your life. Like no one's ever finding this out, never talking about it, <laughs> right. never mentioning it, no, no facial expressions. If someone mentions their story, that's like my story, not doing it. That's that a, lot a lot of, of energy. Yes. That's exhausting. Uh-huh. Think how freed up you'll feel after you've talked to God about it. He has ordained a time for you to do that with who, given you guidance, you release it and you have all this energy. Yes. Kind of like what we talked about at the beginning. It's like summer. Yes. The sunshine is out. I mean, there could be some painful moments. There could be a sunburn, just like in the summer. But overall, it's, yeah, you're you increasing your availability to be open to what God is wanting to do with that story is such an exciting first step. Yes. Uh, also, though, you be prepared because I know, I know people like they tell the story, they're, they're, they've put it before the Lord, they're confident in it. I'm going to tell my story, tell the story, experience a little bit of freedom, and then whammo, the enemy comes right back. Yep. Like you shouldn't have said anything. Right. Doesn't that just sound like an abuser? Mm-hmm. Like, like when you hear, think about it, it's like he's yeah. such an abuser. Like yeah. you shouldn't have told. Yeah. The sharing regret. Yes. Oh, the sharing regret. The minute it comes out of your mouth, it's like, oh no, I feel vulnerable. I've exposed myself. People are going to judge me. And it'll usually come like the day after or yep. when you're alone, yeah. like Again, in the isolated. shower. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the enemy like tries to attack my mind in the shower. <laughs> I'm like, leave me alone. Right. This is private. <laughs> you need the conditioner. Like, <laughs> yeah, at least be useful. But, yeah. Yeah. That could just got weird real yeah, quick. Sorry. But... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, fighting through that and I, like, I, I love what you said about, you know, taking it to God first, Mm -hmm. because if you feel like God gave you the green light and then you go and that regret comes, Mm -hmm. then you have a reminder Mm -hmm. like, no, Lord, we talked about this. You, you are part of this. I give this to you. Enemy, you're a liar. You have permission, by the way, to tell the enemy to shut up in the name of Jesus. You have that Mm -hmm. authority. Yep. Uh, you do have to say it out loud because he can't read your mind. He's not God. Right. Um, but you have authority to tell him to be quiet. Yes. To be silent. Yes. That you've moved in obedience with God. God is in that. Mm-hmm. And you can just walk in that authority as a believer, yes. as a believer of Christ. Yes. So I would, you know, we didn't talk about this, but I just kind of want to at this moment, like if you have gone through some stuff and this freedom that we're talking about seems foreign and beautiful to you. We just want to offer like consider a life with Christ. Like yes. he literally died on the cross. Um, he for you, for mm-hmm. every mistake that the enemy has you hiding from, mm-hmm. everything that he has put shame on you for, Jesus says, Give me that shame, mm-hmm. give me that sin, give me all all of that ugly, dark stuff that came from the pit of hell. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to carry that. Yeah. And he took it to the cross and he put that to death. Like that's to death. And that you can have actual freedom 
because you don't need to carry it anymore. Like Mm-mm. that's what he did. Mm-mm. And that is some people's full-time job is carrying all that junk. Yeah. And I would say if you want, if you want to know more about that, mm-hmm. you can message us. We have a shooting straight podcast, Instagram account. You can send us a message there. You can uh, email me at Tina at lifechurchin.com. Um, Wendy or I, we would be happy to put you somewhere with a conversation with us or what, if you want to accept Christ, if you're at that place, like reach out, Yes, you can reach out to life church. You can reach out to grace fishers. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone would be happy to take your call to talk with you and pray with you mm-hmm. that you could walk in that kind of freedom and tell the enemy, like take your shame and take a hike, dude. Like that's right. You're no longer welcome. That's right. Like we said, Stuff it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> as eloquently. As forever. Like forever. it's forever winter and never Christmas. That's right. <laughs> I don't mm. think it's winter. Actually, it was a Narnia reference that actually doesn't apply <laughs> to the state of hell, which is described differently. But, you know, yeah. it was the point. Yes. See, I did it again. That's twice this podcast. That's I said okay. things that didn't match. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> No shame. There's no, no shame. shame. There's no shame here. No judgment. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and call this one to a close. Everyone, thank you so much for being with us on the Shooting Straight podcast. I'm Tina. And I'm Wendy. And we love truth. Even when it hurts. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs>